Welcome to the best things in life podcast with Kevin Hamoki. Okay, and welcome to the Best Things in Life podcast with me, Kevin Hamoki. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, the way this podcast works, uh, I pretty much uh, determine what the best is in any given subject. Today, I'm going to be talking about the best love song of the 80s, or the best uh, 80s love song. And uh, just like the movie Highlander, which came out in the 80s, uh, there can only be one. You know, I'm going to be using my skills even though I was only even though I was born in 88 I've always felt a vibe towards the 80s and uh since it is February we we are going to be talking about since it's the month of love and uh uh black history month but we're going to we're, we're going to go with the love uh aspect today is um we're going to be talking about yeah what what the best song to come out of that particular decade I mean I could have done all time but you know that that would have been maybe a 3 hour 4 hour fucking thing but the 80s were a very particular time uh but yeah before we do i want to say thank you for stopping by checking out this channel whether on youtube or whether you're listening to it on spotify itunes or any other podcast platform listening that you guys use uh if you've made it this far uh and you want to save my life now if, if you've made it this far uh don't forget to like comment subscribe do all that social media goodness at Kevin Amoki for me on like Twitter and most things, or you can follow the podcast Instagram, which is a uh, at the best things in life pod. And uh, yeah, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, uh, I am socially active. That's like almost saying sexually active. One of those things is true. Um, so yeah, if if you guys want to drop in my DMs and uh, send me what you're what what love songs you're listening to, or uh, send me anything you really you know except dick pics. Not into dick pics, haven't gotten in those yet, and I hope to never get one. But uh, nah, I've seen I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of things in my life, so I don't mind either way. But uh, yeah, you know, subscribe, see what you can do, and uh, let's uh, let's let's get the love going by the likes. Likes and love is pretty much how I equate things these days. But yeah, it's February. It's cold, but it's a pretty nice day. I am recording this uh, for for if you're just listening to this. I do record my podcast from my car because uh, I like going out, seeing what the world is like in these in these times. Uh, so, I mean, from time to time, if you if, if I might comment or I might see like I'm currently in a uh, community center parking lot, you know, a hundred bucks to anybody that can actually identify if you can see the background and use your 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 deductive skills. If you can actually name the community center that I'm at. I will personally send you a hundred dollars. That uh, windows are actually starting to fog up. I think so. I might get pulled over by, a, or I might get uh, pulled over by, a, or stopped by a cop and uh, ask what's going on. And he's probably gonna think, "Oh man, it's February. It's probably a couple fucking in that Mustang over there." But nope, it's just uh, me doing a podcast, solo podcast, like I always do, in strange parking lots. 
but yeah, let's um, yeah. Well, I really wanted to talk about the subject today because you know February. Uh, listen, there's not too much going on in February. I mean, obviously you got Black History Month, and you got you know Valentine's, and you know depending on where you are, it's either cold as fuck. It's usually one of the colder months out there. So I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go with, let's go with fucking love. L- let's go with love. You know, it's 2021. Whatever happened in 2020, you can just, you know, whatever. New year, new you, right? New year, new you. So, yeah, I hope, I hope you're, uh... and listen, man, when it comes to these love songs, listen, uh, you know, you could be single. You could be in a relationship. You could be in the middle of a divorce, right? I yeah, you probably don't want to listen to... Lo- well, maybe. Maybe. If you're in the middle of a divorce, maybe listening to love songs will uh, will, will, will guide you towards where you want to go. Unless you're getting divorced for a right reason. Like, you know, you're getting abused or it's literally a shitty relationships. I don't know. Relationships are, are, are a pretty funny thing. I personally don't do them. I don't really do them. Uh, choice or not by choice. I don't know. I uh, I usually... I don't know, man. I'm not really a relationship kind of guy. Maybe one day I will be. I don't know. But uh, I do I do like the love songs. I, I like. Here's the thing. Even though I've, I've never been in what I would call real, like, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, high school shit and college shit don't really count. But yeah, I do like that feeling of love. I think, here's the thing. I think at every point, everybody at one point is going to fall in love. But you got you to gotta be careful because like you might think it's love, but you know, if you get an STD out of it, it it wasn't love. It wasn't love. That's all. That's my that's my only warning. That's my only warning is that, uh, yeah, the, the the power of love, and 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 the uh, the guise of love uh, can sometimes uh, steer you in the in the wrong way, and then you end up with an STD, and then uh, might even lose your dick, you know, or get. Uh, hepatitis is it hepatitis or hiv i don't know how 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 weird is it that um in the 80s particularly in the 80s there was something called aids where obviously spread throughout mainly the gay community but it aids was like aids was almost like aids was almost like the coronavirus today where everybody was afraid to get it only a certain popular number of the population got it Except back then it was like, you know, the gays. Now it's like, you know, elderly and, you know, immune compromised people. Right. But how weird is that in the 80s, that was the biggest killer, you know, or the biggest. I guess it was an epidemic as opposed to a pandemic. Right. But, uh, it, you know, it, it was an epidemic. I just find the correlation of like how, you know, we went from the 80s of, of you know, the AIDS epidemic. And now, you know, 20, 30 years later, AIDS has almost become like this, like apparently it's curable. I've been hearing news. I've been hearing story that if you get it, it's not a death sentence. Right. So maybe one day, like when, like the coronavirus, um, maybe one day, you know, we'll all get corona, but it's going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, over the counter, you know, take take two shots of this or whatever in the corona. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, and, and that might just be with with all general flus. I think we might get there where, you know, this coronavirus thing, there's going to be different strains. There's going to be COVID-21, 22, 23, 24. But, I mean, you know, with the scientists that are working on it, you know, they're, they're I think they're going to come out with some type of a super or just fucking just... 
you know what? Fuck the human body, man. Let's all just fucking synthesize ourselves. Let's all slowly replace our parts with robotic parts and become cyborgs. Who needs a COVID-infested lung when we can have some type of breathing apparatus that never runs out of air? Wouldn't you like to swim underneath oceans on a single tank of your own air? You know, so I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think, listen, man, we're, people always think about, people tend to think in just, you know, in what's going to be happening this year or what's going to be happening in a few years, but start thinking in decades, man, you know, like, 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 like the people with AIDS in the eighties, they thought they were going to die. And a lot of them, a lot of them did, a lot of them did, but the ones that survived and then eventually got the cure, not the band, but the actual cure, uh, are, are living happily. So what I'm saying is, is that even though you may have COVID right now, or you're going to get COVID, and if you don't die, keyword, if you don't die, um, I think, I think, I think it's going to be better days. We're going to, we're going to get into, I think the twenties, we're, we're now in the roaring twenties part two. If you can just hold fast and survive, You'll be good. And here's another thing too that I noticed correlation between AIDS and coronavirus is that in the in in the 80s when coronavirus was you know spreading towards, um, uh, you know in the gay community they said hey wrap it up, put a condom in it, right? And some the ones that were safe they did it. Guess what? They didn't. Well, maybe they got AIDS. I don't know, but they didn't get AIDS as much as the people that were just raw dogging it. Right now, you got a lot of raw dog and coronavirus people, right? And hey, it's cool. You might not get it, man. You might be a lucky fuck, right? But if you do get it and you were raw dogging coronavirus style, uh, shame on you, right? So all I'm saying is I think we should really look at the 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 AIDS epidemic of the 80s versus the coronavirus. Yes, I know they're different things. I know they have different outcomes and one is through sexual uh coitus whereas the other one is just walking around and breathing on each other i get it but i'm just saying if we can maybe take a template of aids in the 80s and coronavirus today we'll be uh we'll be good we'll be good you know so anyways that's how this podcast works i uh i sometimes go into these little rants about you know the world that is today and now and and how i feel right but I hope you're good. I hope you're safe. And uh, I hope uh, you feel in love some way, one way or another, either through, you know, co- coitus or either through. I'm going to try and use like. No, I'm trying to not swear as much, I'm trying to keep it as PG as I can, but I'm I'll be honest, I'm not a PG guy, so I might use the wrong word. Right. But I think, uh, yeah, man, it's important right now more than ever. Or no, it's just it's just important. To have love in your life, whether that means, you know, being with someone that gives you love or having loving friends and parents, you know, or or having things that you love, like going out and 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 riding on a horse or a motorcycle or shooting guns like I like I do. What are the things that I love? I love video games. I love movies. I love music. I love driving. Fast cars, fast bikes. I, I like shooting things, arrows, bows. Uh, what do you call the 
when you spit paper through a straw. I love I love these things. Um, and I love this podcast, and I love you guys. Okay, so l- let's 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 fucking spread it like AIDS in the eighties, except love, not AIDS. So, um, yeah, the songs that I'm going to be going through, uh, I picked about ten of them. They were in the eighties. They all of them have received some type of critical acclaim. But the way I'm going to be going about picking the best song is. Not only, uh, obviously, we're going to be going with critical and we're going to go with, with, obviously, the critical success of these songs, the impact of these songs, but also, I think, a song that represents that particular time of the 80s, right? Because there, there are songs that, like, you know, are, are, are kind of endless and they, they, they constantly get updated and remade and, and you know, and, 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 uh, and done up and all that shit. And they're called timeless classics. But there's there's some songs that, could only be carried out in the 80s that have 80s vibes sometimes it's because they use synthesizers but it's uh yeah it's it's something that uh something that to consider is 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 i really want to encapsulate it what it was like even though i wasn't there but what it was like to be in love in the 80s you know to be a 20 or 30 something year old or, or whatever in the 80s maybe you're driving your dad's uh, your, your dad's, um, uh, Trans Am, you know, and you got your girl, you know, and you're heading over to the mall or maybe heading over to rent a movie from Blockbusters because it's the 80s, you know, and then you pop in a, a cassette tape. For those that don't know, a cassette tape, uh, used to be what a CD was. And if you don't know what a CD was, it basically was a physical form of an MP3. And if you don't know what an MP3 is, it was like those musics that we stream today, you know? Imagine imagine being born right now and not knowing what a cassette tape was. Ah, man. Imagine what you will know tomorrow. But, yeah, I, I think I, really, I want to pick a song that really encapsulates the 80s. Obviously, and then, so here's the thing. When it came to choosing these songs, see, the 80s, and just love songs in general, there's a variety of love songs. There's There's songs of, like, missing somebody. There's songs of, like, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, I call them breakup songs where, you know, you break up and you still love that person and, and you, and you want them and you, or, or, you know, you baby come back and you want them and all that shit. Uh, I wanted to really focus today on actual songs that really encapsulate the feeling of being in love, you know, when, 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 when you, you know, and for those that don't know what being in love means, let me break it down. Love is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. No, uh, love is like, it's like, it, it's almost like a virus. Cause like, you know, before, before you fall in love with somebody, you're just going through your day, you're going through your life, you know, you're just, you're, you're just enjoying things. Right. And then you meet somebody and then you, you, you kind of like, you get these butterly or butterflies, you get these, like, uh, you kind of get this shit in your guts and then in your brain. Right. I know that for anybody that hasn't fallen in love, this might scare you, but like you, you get you get very like you get very obsessive kind of like, you know, you'll, you'll be doing your own life stuff, but then you'll be thinking about that person. Right. And then what it's like to be with that person, what it's like, you know, whatever. And then, you know, well, that's the first stages, right? Of, of the, they call that the falling in love stage. Right. You know, where, where you're like thinking about them and 
and like, man, you know, I can't wait to like, you know, see them again, talk to them again, maybe even bang them or whatever. And you get you get these like uh, delusions and then of like, man, how things are going to go. It's going to be perfect. And fucking, I don't know, like fairy dust and shit like that and rainbows and unicorns and and fucking all, all that fluffy, fluffy stuff. Your world becomes very fluffy. You become very like, you know, no matter how hard you are, no matter how hard of a fuck you are or how cold of a bitch you are, uh, if you fall in love, you're going to start getting a little weak. You're going to get a little fuzzy. You know, maybe maybe a fever, a fever of love. And then and then, you know, when you when you when you finally get with that person, you you get this like, man, this feels good. It's because, I mean, from a scientific point of view, when you fall in love, there there are endorphins that that, that that happen in your brain, the feel good drug. So you do feel good when you're around that person, when you see that person, when you touch that person. Right. So you do scientifically do feel better and happy and all that sh- shit. Right. Which is why when you go into a breakup, you lose that drug. It's like it's like a drug. Love is like a drug. Okay. Love is like a drug. You slowly you, you start off with like small little hits, you know, of like, you know, maybe talking and chatting. And then finally you get the fucking cooch. You get you, you know, you get that D. You 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 mingle your your drug with that other person. And now you, you dude, l- love sex, sex love. When when you when you have sex, when you're in love, when you get a BJ from somebody that you love, it is the best feeling in the world. You know? Cause it's like not only is this person pleasuring me physically. But they're pleasuring my heart and my soul, right? So, yeah, man, love, se- love, and sex when they when they blend is way better than just regular old Humpty Dumpty sex, you know. So, yeah, you know the feeling, the feeling of being, and then obviously, you know, when you've been with that person, that's why I've seen like a lot of these couples. You know, they they they. Well, here's the thing: a lot of people fall out of love because they either forget. And they do the things that, you know, they didn't do early on. So it's easy to fall out of love. But in terms of uh, in terms of like how it feels. Yeah, it's it's, it's butterflies and shit. And you got to maintain it. You got to work on it. That's why I see a lot of these couples that are, you know, four or five years, six years in or whatever. You know, they they've kind of get into this like mellow groove, but they still keep it. They still keep it. And they obviously do love each other. Right. It's just it's it's just now it's almost like so if, if love was a drug, it's almost like they found like, you know, Maybe the first drug was like, you know, a little bit of weed, you know, a little bit, yeah, a little, a little bit high on that. And then, you know, those initial years, that initial few months, it's almost like you go straight into fucking heroin and you're having these incredible highs and you're getting dick sucked by your, by somebody you love. And it's like fucking amazing. And then you kind of taper off that because you can't be on heroin love the whole time. You got to come down to like, you know, uh, MDMA drug or you know, something, something softer, right? And you sustain that until the end of the days. And then you get married and have five kids and a mortgage. And then, you know, they go off to college and then you're old as fuck on a cottage. And that's the power of love. That's where love gets you. But yeah, so that, 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 that's what the feeling of love is. And these songs all encapsulate that. So without further ado, let's get into the best 80s love song. And, um, the way I'm going to be going about it is I'm going to be going it in chronological order, starting from 1980 all the way to 19. Well, I think the last one's like 1986, 87, but 
I'm just going to be going through them. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you about the year they came out, where they charted at the end of the year of that particular year, a couple of notes on them and overall my, my, my feeling on this song, on this song. So w- without further ado, let's get into the first song. And this one is by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. It is a duo. It is a duo. And I'm talking about the hit Endless Love, which came out in 1981. Um. Yeah, this song is uh pretty much, pretty much. Uh, well, it, it was used in the movie Endless Love, which um came out in the eighty. It well, came out in eighty one, eighty two. I think it was Brooke Shields or whatever. It was a minor success. They they eventually did they eventually did like a remake. I think like in twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. I remember going to the theater with a chick, and it was on. It was like around Valentine's, around that time or whatever. And she's like, uh, or I was like, hey. Because again, I, I knew what I was going to get at the end. I was like, the movie can be yours. And at that time, it was like Endless Love was in theaters, RoboCop. And I was like, um, yeah, you you picked the movie. You picked the movie. She, she picked RoboCop. So that was a good one. That was a good one, you know. But uh, yeah, Endless Love came out. Uh, what do you call uh, that? That's, Endless Love ended up uh, finishing the, the charts of the Billboard charts number two of that year. So a really great song. Uh, Billboard also named it as uh, one of the greatest duets of all time. I mean, you get Lionel Richie with his smooth voice, Diana Ross with her powerful voice from the Supremes, you know, and, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a killer. It's ended up spending nine weeks on the hot 100. And uh, it was nominated for an Academy award and ended up actually winning uh, uh, in the 1982 American music awards for best pop single. Um, yeah, I mean, the song basically go goes, it, it, it's a duet between two lovers, right? You know, just expressing how much they love each other, how, the, how each other makes them feel. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great duet. I mean, it, it, strong, listen, Lionel Richie, Diana Ross, and the song really encapsulates like, I feel like the song is more of like for, for a couple that's been in it to for a while. They've, they've known each other for a while. They've been together for a while, but they know that their love is going to last forever. Hence, endless love, right? When you know that I'm going to be with this person, we both mutually make each other feel really good and gushy and all that flowery goodness. Um, yeah, you, you you come to a determination. This is the person I want to love forever, right? And when both of you can agree on that, and then you get married or not. Marriage is an option, whatever. But when you find somebody like that and, you know, you you, you, you get into that groove, I said, that, that's a good shit, man. That's uh, that's ultimately that's ultimately the love goal. That's where you want to get. So, yeah, I think Endless Love uh, definitely encapsulates that feeling, you know. So uh, the next song that I want to go into, uh, possibly one of the biggest fucking ballads of the 80s. Uh, this one is Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. Uh, this one came out in 1983. Uh, it ended up uh, being uh, number six on the Billboard charts that year. Um, and uh, yeah, the single spent about four weeks at the top of the charts, and it was also nominated for a Grammy Award. But yeah, Bonnie Bonnie uh, Tyler belted out. I mean, the the music video is kind of weird. It was like her like in a school and like uh bunch of guys and and all that stuff but um the song basically 
goes into like how like you know like like you know like 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 you know life was just normal all that shit and then now now you're in love and when you're in love everything else kind of gets eclipsed as they say you know like 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 you can't think about anything else and you know what was one of the lyrics it was like na 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 now I'm just falling. Yeah, sometimes you feel like you're falling apart. You know, like like like. You know, when 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 you're when you're in love, it's like like fuck, man. I don't I don't have my shit together. You know, I need that other person here. I need them now. I need them to ravage me, and I don't want to ravage them. Like you fall apart. You you because because, you know, in a good way, in a good way, right? Like like you you become vulnerable, right? So the song really gets that feeling of like, and it has like this really really big powerful fucking power ballad move in the middle right so yeah i think i think total eclipse of the heart uh is definitely a banger uh it ended up having a bit of a resurgence because remember i think in 2015 or 2016 there was that eclipse on earth well everybody started listening to this song because it had the word eclipse in it that's how humans work but yeah i mean listen man if you want a power ballad love song you can't go wrong with Total Eclipse of the Heart. You know? Uh, so the next one, surprisingly, is also a Lionel Richie song. I personally think it's his biggest one. It, it I think it is. Uh, but I'm talking about Hello by Lionel Richie. Not to be confused by Hello from Adele, which came out many, many, many years later. Hello by Lionel Richie, which was in 1984. Uh, it ended up uh, the Billboard Billboard charts seven that year, uh, reached number one on, on three Billboard music charts. Also went to number one in the UK single charts for six weeks. Uh, this one was uh, again. I I think it really. I personally think it, it's Lionel Richie's most f- well known song. If you don't know, hello, it is me. It, oh, hello, is it me you're looking for? Right. It's it's a uh, that very that that line of like. So in the music video, uh, again, it has nothing to do with how I'm judging, but in the music video, I think Lionel Richie is like kind of like falling in love for this girl who's blind, right? And you know he's kind of like just tailing her and like kind of like he's he he's in love, he's infatuated with her, right? And she's like you know working, she's blind, and then I think she ends up working on like this clay. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen this music video from 1984, she ends up working on this clay thing of like a guy or whatever, and like. I guess somebody that she loves and then it reveals to be Lionel Richie and you're and you're like oh man that's why it's like hey hello is it me you're looking for because you made that clay thing but yeah I think I think hello really encapsulate it 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 really gets that feeling of like those initial that initial falling of love like maybe you haven't met yet but you want them to come over and say hello you know, you you want to strike up that conversation. You want to get it started, right? And some, yeah, I, I guess you could say it's sometimes it's like unrequited love where maybe you're not feeling it back. But that that initial love of like whether that person might like you, might love you, might even hate you. But when you're when you're in love with a person like that, it's a, it's a dangerous thing, man. It's a dangerous thing because you 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 can get very obsessive about it, right? So. Um, yeah, man, I think you got to be, uh, I'm never going to suggest be careful with love. Dive deep into that shit if you can, you know? So, yeah, I think Hello by Lionel Richie really gets that feeling, that vibe of like, 
falling in love with someone really early on and not knowing if they will reciprocate or not. But that exciting energy of falling, right? So hello, my Lionel Richie. Um, the next one that I'm going to be talking about is by a blind performer. I am talking about I Just Called to Say I Love You by uh, Stevie Wonder. Uh, that came out in 1984 as well. Dude, we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll see. 1984 was like a magical year for music. Um, but yeah, I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder, 1984. Uh, that one ended up uh, being 25th in the, the Billboard Awards that year. Uh, what do you call it? What else we got on this song? It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks. It also became his 10th number one on the R&B chart. Smooth fucker. And, uh, and his fourth on the adult contemporary chart. The song won both a Golden Globe and an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Uh, the song also received three nominations at the 26th Grammy Awards for Best Pop, uh, uh, Best Male Pop Vocal Performance, Song of the Year, and Best Pop Instrumental Performance. Um, yeah, this song was very, it's a very lighthearted song. It's, uh, I mean, a music video, but, but basically it's it's about a guy or it's about a person. And I normally don't suggest doing this, but they end up calling the person that they love, right? And they go through basically, like, it doesn't matter, you know, it's not new, you know, it's not on New Year's. It's not, it's not a special holiday. It's not, it's not Thanksgiving. It's not Christmas. It's not Valentine's. I just called to say, I love you, you know, just because here's the thing. It's very easy to tell somebody you love them, like during the peak periods, you know, during the holidays and Valentine's, but when you can just call someone that you love and just tell them, Hey, listen, just for no particular reason, but I love you. Right. It's, it says something, right? Now, listen, in, the, in defense of uh, uh, Lionel or in defense of uh, Stevie Wonder, see, I personally don't think you should tell someone you love them over the phone. Well, I mean, unless it's your wife and you're, you guys are on, on chat or whatever, right? But if you want to express your love to someone, you should always say it in person, you know? But that being said, Stevie Wonder was a blind guy, and I don't think he could, you know, hop in his car and just drive over to what he loves. So him picking up the phone... And calling calling his love uh, is, is is a classy move on on his part, you know. So I think yeah, I think uh, listen, man, I, I the song the song again, it, it really is. I think the importance of of just letting you know, because you never know when the person's gonna die or not. Don't want to go there, but here's the thing: like you just letting the ones you know you love, just tell them. It, it it's it's not it's not that hard. You know, and you obviously got to mean it, but, you know, from time to time, man, like, even if it, it doesn't have to be a special day, just tell them you love them, right? So, yeah, I think, I think Stevie Wonder really, really got that message through, you know? Just tell the one you love. Call them. Call them on your phone. You can FaceTime them now, right? FaceTime them. Say, hey, I love you. If you haven't done it in a while, do it now. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, the next one is... Um, again, 1984. So the next one is by a band called Chicago, and I'm talking about You're the Inspiration. You know, uh, that ended up the Billboard Award, uh, uh, 40th spot that year. 
Uh, it was a wrong uh, a song. Not wrong. Uh, a song written by uh, Peter Cetera and David Foster for the group Chicago, and recorded for their fourteenth studio album, Chicago Seventeen. Uh, it reached number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. The, the song won honors for Cetera from the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers in 1986 in the most performed songs category. So this song, uh, I mean, Chicago in general is just a powerful, a powerful ballad group. You know, the, there's multi-members, multiple lead singers have gone in through but Chicago is just a powerful love song ballad uh, guy, right? But um, yeah. Wait up! You know what? I actually need to take a piss. Uh, I'll be back. Okay, and uh, I'm actually back from taking a very long uh, uh, pee break. Uh, one of the drawbacks of doing a podcast uh, from my car and in pandemic times is that I can't simply hop over to. Uh, the nearest washroom. I actually had to go back home. Uh, that ended up me actually staying at home. So if you're watching this and you're wondering, hey, how come how come it looks like you moved? How come things look? It's because it's been 24 hours, and I'm back. So uh, yeah, that that's uh, that, that that's how we do, that's how we 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 just roll with the punches, okay, guys. So I left off at Chicago uh, as as one of the best love song of the 80s. Um, you know, 1984. Ended up uh, being 40th spot, written by Peter Cetera. A whole bunch of good stuff. Uh, really, this song really, enca- like, like I said, it it, uh, it really encapsulates the uh, uh, the feeling of like when you're in love with a person, that person, uh, you, you want to feel like you want to do um, more. You want to be a better person because of that person. And that person inspires you to do so, right? So that this song really does encapsulate that feeling of not only being in love, but wanting to be better. Right, which I think all of you should be. I think, I think, um, when you go into a relationship, you should be whole. You should be good. But then, when you meet someone, you want to be better for them, for you. And then, when you become a single unit, known as a man and wife or a couple, you're going to be better. Right. So it's it's like math. You know, a positive and a positive make a. I don't know if it makes a negative. But it probably makes a better positive, right? Again, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do so well in math. But yeah, listen, uh, uh, Chicago, as, as as one of the possible options. Uh, the next one that I want to go into is a, a banger of a hit. Uh, I'm talking about the song "I Want to Know What Love Is" by Foreigner, by Foreigner, not the people, the band Foreigner. Uh, this one also came out in 1984. Dude, 1984 was like the peak of the 80s, I would say. If I had to go back to one single year of the 80s, it would be 1984. I think that's also when Miami Vice, or was it 83? I think Miami Vice might have just came out in 84. But yeah, 1984 uh, was a magical year. Uh, yeah, I Want to Know What Love Is uh, ended up uh, being on the Billboard charts, and it finished uh, in the fourth spot that year. Uh, the song hit number one in both the United Kingdom and the United States and is the group's biggest hit to date. You know, they also did, uh, what else? They had, um, fuck, what else did they do? What love is. I always keep getting the miss, uh, uh, Jukebox Hero? Unless that's, I, I always get them mixed up with the band, yes. But anyways, uh, yeah, 
So um, this song actually ended up being listed as one of Rolling Stone magazine's greatest songs of all time, uh, coming in at number four uh, seventy nine. I think uh, that article was like in twenty eighteen or whatever. So who knows? Maybe dropped a bit. Maybe went up. I, I don't know. But dude, uh, to to be considered a song uh, of all time is a is a great. Um, it's a great honor, but yeah, what do you call uh, the music video? Basically, uh, it, it's it's the lead singer basically just singing about how you know he's been alone this whole time, and you know life's been lonely and cold and whatever. And then he meets that special someone, and now he wants to really know what real love. Maybe he had love before and it wasn't as, but he really wants to know what real love feel like feels like. Right. And then, you know, it ends in a big ballad, powerful ballad at the end and everybody's singing and happy and all that stuff. But yeah, I think I think this song really. uh, I think this song really like grabs that uh, feeling of like not necessarily falling for the first time, but finding that love that you're like, yeah, fuck, this is it. You know, this is it. And I really want to know what it is, you know, or maybe maybe it's maybe it's you've never experienced like. Here's the thing, depending on your, again, it's not even an age thing, right? And and it's, you know, whether you've experienced love or not. Like some people, dude, they, some people fall in love like in the in the sixth grade and they're like, yep, this is the person I want to marry. And then, you know, you guys grow up and you guys learn that, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And that first love is usually, I actually have a theory about first loves. I, I, I believe that, uh, I like to call it so my theory on the on that first love is I like to call it the the Vesper Lynn, the Vesper Lynn uh, issue or the Vesper Lynn experience. So for those that don't know, Vesper Lynn was uh, one of the uh, in Casino Royale, the James Bond movie, was one of the uh, love interests. Was his first love interest, and in the movie, this is the first movie that Bond. Well, chronologically speaking, it's like first Bond's first mission, and. He meets Vesper Lynn, who's just, you know, a non-assuming girl or whatever, and he falls in love with her. And he falls so deep that he's willing to not be James Bond anymore, right? And, you know, he he wants to live with her, give up the life, become, you know, regular Joe and picket fence and all that shit that you do when you're, when you're in love and all that stuff. And then what happens is, uh, and spoiler alert, in three, if you haven't seen a movie... You know, it's been around for, I think, 10 years now. But spoiler alert, in the end, she ends up double-crossing him uh, because she ends up having to, like, save an actual boyfriend that she did actually love, not Bond or whatever. So Bond is fucking crushed. He is fucking crushed. And in a way, in a way, that's what he needed to become the James that we all know and love. You know, and I feel, I have, I have a theory that every single person, not only a man, but every every person, man and woman, will fall in love with one person and just get crushed and get crushed, you know. So uh and and that that will that will eventually set them up for the rest of their life. Like, you know, you you'll go through a bit of a maybe a rebounding period, maybe you'll slut it up a bit, maybe you'll be a man whore, uh, depending on your situation or whatever. But but then, but then eventually some people eh, maybe take a long time some people whatever you find a love that you're like okay wait a minute that other one was it was love it's, it's still it's still con- it's considered a genuine love feeling but uh 
yeah, it's it's it, it's just not as uh, it's it's more real. I call it the real one, but I think everyone has to get their Vesper Lynn experience of getting crushed so that you you value when the real one does come around and you're like, okay, this is what I, what it is. So yeah, back to, I want to know what love is. I think, I think it's more of that like feeling of like, you know, I've been maybe cold, I've been lonely or whatever. And I really want to feel what love is. Cause it's the best feeling in the world, you know, especially when you're getting a BJ from somebody you love. So yeah, I want to know what love is definitely, definitely a contender when it comes to one of the best songs of the love songs of the eighties. Uh, the next one is by an American, uh, by sorry, Canadian legend. Uh, see, before Justin Bieber, we sent a Canadian boy down to the U- Americans, and uh, he kind of blew it up before Bieber. And I'm talking about Brian Adams, and I'm talking about the song "Heaven." Cause baby, I want, I want. So, uh, this song actually came out in 1985. Uh, "Heaven" by. Uh, brian adams this one ended up uh, i think it was might have been his sophomore or his debut album i don't know but in 1985 brian adams was fucking huge like you know and for for canadian to do that as well is 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 something to say right so definitely an accomplishment uh for all canadians um but yeah the uh it reached number one on the u.s billboard hot 100 in June 1985, the single was certified gold in Canada in uh, 1985. It provided Adams with his first number one single and third top 10 uh, hit on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. He also did a. Uh, what else? What else? There was uh, so another was um, everything I do, but that was actually in 91, I believe. So that's why I didn't add it to this list for those that are wondering, how can we do that song? So uh, the track placed uh, number 24 on the Billboard's magazine's top pop singles of 1985 so this song um i'll just go through them i'll just go because i was watching all the music videos to be honest with you this one just to break down the music video it's it's him in concert and you know he, he, he's he's to be honest it's kind of, i i think it's a weak video it's just him in concert and he's singing about how you know how he's in love and all that stuff and then and then the girl like goes to his concert and then he runs away at the end it's a weird fucking video, but the song itself uh, is actually very meaningful. And they ended up doing a remix back in like the early 2000s. DJ Sammy's what I'm. Uh, but yeah, heaven. Basically, it's the the song is just really expressing the feeling, the the bliss, the blissful feeling of uh, of being in love and being with the person you love, you know, and how easy it is and how you're on cloud number nine. and and uh you know uh all, all that stuff it really it really gets that feeling of like i mean yeah when you when you're with the person that you love and shit smooth you know shit's uh you know sailing really smooth and you know you're you're in a blissful state you know especially after getting some getting down and dirty you know and it's like heaven the closest b- thing you could probably get to is you know that after after sex bliss with somebody you love, right? So it's uh, it's like being in heaven. And uh, Brian Adams uh, encapsulated that song with his Canadian lyrics. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, yeah, I mean, just the feeling of 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 of, of being in love. It's like heaven. So yeah, that one in 1985 by Canadian legend Brian Adams. Um, and then the next one, also in 1985, by I, I would say the queen of divas. 
Uh, definitely the like. Listen, man. Everybody, I've always held her to a standard of like every every other diva, uh, music diva, tries to live up to her. And I'm talking about Whitney Houston, and I'm talking about the song "Saving All My Love for You," which came out in 1985. Um, listen, Whitney Houston. For those of that know, like you should like uh, her song. I will. Well, okay, so. The song I Will Always Love You was originally written by Dolly Parton, right? But Whitney Houston's vocal talent just took that song to a next level. And every music competition that I've seen since fucking whatever, anytime a, a, a per or a lady tries to to emulate and go for it, it, it the most of them fail. It's almost like the I would say it's like the the Whitney Houston bar is 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 the uh, thing to consider when it comes to like attempting that song. Is like if you can't do it better than her. I don't even know if you should try. I mean, you should. I mean, there's been, listen, we we have a lot of good divas nowadays. You know, there's Ariana Grande, who's, uh, you know, she can belt it out from that small frame, which is amazing. Taylor Swift, more country. I, I would say, I don't know. If I had to say who's the best diva right now, I don't know. Maybe Ariana, Ariana Grande, right? Of all time, and in an all-time list, though, I mean, if you're going all the way back, you got maybe uh, Diana Ross, from you know the sixties and seventies, I would say eighties. You got you got to go with Whitney Houston, and nineties. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the pop princesses, you know Britney. But yeah, I got I got to give Whitney Houston as as possibly the best, and then maybe I'll do a fucking pot on that. Or if you can suggest anybody that can belt it out better than Whitney Houston, let me know. But anyways, yeah, in 1985 she came out with uh, that single, uh, "Saving All My Love for You." That uh, song ended up. Uh, on the Billboard charts that year, at number twenty-three, the song won the Grammy Award for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Obviously, uh, commercially, the song topped uh, the Billboard Hot One Hundred, being her first number one on the charts. It also went to number one in both the UK and Ireland, becoming her first major hit in these countries. In the United States, it was awarded a gold certification from the RIAA in nineteen ninety-five and platinum certification uh, last year in twenty twenty. So even though she's been gone for a while, people are still loving her song. But yeah, the the saving all my love for you. It's kind of like a it's like an innocent love song of like I mean in the music video I think it's that she's singing and then uh you know there's a guy that she's really interested in or whatever and you know she could that's the thing about women w- women can you have the power of love I guess is what you call it or you have the power of controlling who you give your love to right like a guy. He can give his love to anybody. And by love, I mean he can just spread his seed, right? But a girl can be like, listen, I don't like you or I do like you, right? You know, uh, whereas a guy, it's like, dude, man, I, I feel like a dude can get suckered into love just by, like, if you if you show him your cooch, he'll be he'll be in love, right? So I think women really have, I I, I would say women really have really, not only can they express love better, but they have a better handle on 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 controlling and and seeing where it goes. So, yeah, Whitney Houston definitely uh, expressed that in in that song, "Saving All My Love for You." So, um, the next one I want to go into uh, is a song by Peter Cetera, aka the guy from the band Chicago. He went solo dolo. And he created a song called Glory of Love. Glory of Love. Uh, This song came out in 1986. 
It ended up uh, number 14 in the Billboard uh, that year. And you might know this song because it was featured in the 1986 film The Karate Kid Part 2. And if you're, uh, you know, watching anything good on TV these days, you know that Cobra Kai is the shit. And uh, yeah, um, originally, so uh, background of the song, I think the song originally was supposed to show up on um, on one of the Rocky films. I want to say maybe Rocky, Rocky 3 or could have been Rocky 4, but I don't know where they would have fit it in. Anyways, it got, it, it didn't make it into that film, but it got into uh, Karate Kid 2 because, uh, you know, he went to Japan, fell in love with a Japanese girl and, you know. Good old 80s cheese. Uh, it was Satara's first uh, hit single after he left the band uh, Chicago. And uh, it was reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Billboard ranked the power ballad as number 14 uh, on the top pop singles uh, of 1986. And number four on the top adult contemporary singles of 1986. The song achieved so much success in the UK, peaking at number three in the UK charts, where it was 26th best-selling single of A1986. Um, dude, the song, the song really is, I mean, P- Peter Cetera just has that like really high acapella, uh, is it acapella? No, what, what is it when it's falsetto? Is I think it, it's falsetto when it's really high pitched, almost like a Bee Gees kind of sound, like, uh, like a Barry Gibb kind of sound or whatever. But, uh, yeah, dude, the song Glory of Love is like, uh, almost like a very, like, um, like he talks about, you know, you know, being the hero and. I will fight for your honor and like, like standing up for the, for the, per, you know, the person that you love and all that stuff. And it's a really, you know, it's a, I mean, dude, it fits in the movie karate kid perfectly. Right. But I think, yeah, the love song overall is just, um, it's that, it's that eighties cheese, you know, of like, you know, you know, uh, it, it, it's like that feeling of like being in the eighties and love young love, and all that stuff, and fighting for the person that you love, and and loving forever, and all and all those eighty goodness cheeses, right? You know, and and I I think since then, since then, everyone's become a little bit jaded, especially now with like social media and Tinder, and you know, people can just swipe love and whatever. But back then, man, and I'm, I'm gonna say even maybe just ten years ago, there 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 was like you know that that something of like finally finding the person because like, nowadays. Dude, man, you could find people, date a whole bunch of people, go through, you know, whatever. And, you know, oh, yeah, kind of you almost get very uh, desensitized to finding somebody. Right. Whereas back then, when you found that one person that really got your fucking rocks off, it was something special and you fought for them. And, you know, you know, you, you dealt with the fucking turbulence of, of 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 whatever that may bring. Right. So. Yeah, the glory of love. Uh, definitely is considered one of one of the hit bangers of the eighties. You know, eighties cheese mixed with uh, with good lyrics. Satara definitely wrote good lyrics, uh, as you could. You know, he he won for that stuff in Chicago, right? So there's all that. Um, the next one is um, I would say maybe my favorite. So I'm not gonna put best, but it's it's one of my favorite on this list today. Uh, because it's from one of my favorite movies. I'm talking about Take My Breath Away by berlin uh take my breath away jessica simpson ended up doing like a remix back in like the early 2000s she's underrated i i would say i would say jessica simpson overall has because at that time you had like britney and christina and then jessica simpson kind of like the dipped underneath that but um anyways back to the 1986 
uh, Take My Breath Away, which uh, was in the movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise. And I can't wait for the fucking sequel because it's out. It's just, you know, theaters aren't open and we can't go. And honestly, there's movies that you just need to wait and see in theaters. Right. Because the experience and that's definitely one of the movies that and Godzilla, which I think is coming at the end of the month, you know, but anyways, Take My Breath Away, uh, 1986, ended up uh, being number 27 on the billboard that year. Obviously, was in the movie Top Gun. Uh, and it won an Academy Award for Best Original Song, as well as a Golden Globe uh, Award for Best Original Song in 1986. So, I mean, dude, that that re- that song really... Because uh, there's a love scene in that. Well, I mean, Top Gun is... It's part. Top Gun actually is a secret hidden gem of a movie when it comes to how a guy like in terms of how like seduction and attraction and like all that stuff works you know because listen man nothing's fucking cooler than a fucking mig 23 uh pilot in the 80s right and tom cruise plays it like fucking cool man i mean you know like there's like dude a lot a lot of sec a lot of innuendo and you know Obviously, action and shooting and all this stuff, but it's a really it's a really good playbook. Like if you watch, like you know, if you if you're a guy and you're wondering how to pick up girls, and I'm uh, listen the whole pick. I'm not I'm not about the pickup community and and using games and all that stuff, but just how to act cool and keep control. Because listen, man, especially to the guys out there, when you fall in love with a chick, you become a dumbass. You start fucking breaking down. You start texting a billion times. You start doing weird shit, maybe stalking. I don't know. But you, you you start falling apart. I always say, what would James Bond do? Or what would Maverick do? You know, you keep it cool. And in the movie, he's already a cool guy. He's a fucking fighter pilot jet, wears aviators, rides around on a motorcycle, almost kind of like myself. Almost. And in situ, you know, he meets a girl who ends up being his again. Spoiler for a movie fucking in nineteen eighty six, but he ends up he ends up uh, he ends up falling in love with his instructor, who you know could fuck up his his entire naval career. But he's in love. But he plays it fucking cool, you know. When he's you know at at the, at the training school or whatever, and the you know she's like busting his balls and all that stuff. He keeps it cool in class. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't lose his shit. But the moment he gets out of the class, and I love this scene where, you know, she's like wanting to apologize for hurting his feelings because he did something wrong in class. And he hops on his motorcycle and she's like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. And he just fucking revs his engine. Huh? I can't hear you. I can't hear you, huh? And just fucking speeds the fuck off. And then she chases him on a, she chases him on a, in her Porsche and fucking just goes wild because she's fucking cock crazy, right? So she she chases him and, she, you know, he's stunned. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And then, you know, they get into this fucking passionate argument about, listen, and when I fly, I'm a fucking, I'm, I'm a legend or, you know, I'm just really good. And, and she's like, no, listen, man, I love you. Listen, I had to bust your balls because I can't let people know that I love you. And it's like, what? And they're like looking at you like, what? And then it ends up in a sex scene that plays the song uh, Take My Breath Away by uh, Berlin. And it's a passionate, you know, silhouette kind of sex scene and all that stuff. And I think that might have been my my actual first sex scene that I ever saw. 
Because I used to, I used to go to an aunt's place, and she had two movies, Cocktail and Top Gun. I mean, Cocktail just, I was like, bartender Tom Cruise versus fighter pilot Tom Cruise. I think I made the right decision. But yeah, the song, the song really just, just, just that feeling of like, when you finally, you know, get to fucking express yourself with somebody else, you know, you're, you're taken back. You're like, you fucking miss a breath. Maybe because the fucking's hard. I don't know. But you, you, uh, it really gets that feeling of like, you know, you, you, you know, when you fall in love, man, it's like being on a fucking roller coaster. Top Gun had a roller coaster, you know, and you need to catch your breath because the, the, you know, when you fall in love with somebody and you do something exciting and you're with them, especially on those early stages, you'll lose your breath physically. And I I don't even know what the feeling symbolically, symbolically, whatever. So yeah, man, I think, I think take my breath away is definitely a contender when it comes to one of the best song of the eighties love song. So listen, those were the options of the best love song of the 80s. Before I do, I'm going to mention a couple of other songs so that, you know, listen, the 80s were so filled with them that it was very hard to pick some of them. Some I could have easily replaced and and whatever, but at the end of the day, there could only be one. But I'm going to go through some of the mentions so that you guys don't, like, get all like, hey, you left this song out, you know, this one, me and my wife, got, me and my girlfriend made out to this song. Like, uh, So here's the thing. I'm going to go through a couple of them, right? Crazy little thing called Love by Queen, which is a little fun, little upbeat song. I Would Die for You by Prince, you know, which is, you know, a little, again, upbeat. And then Sweet Child of Mine uh, by Guns N' Roses. I originally thought it was a song about a kid, but it it is it is a love song. And then Your Love is King by Sade. Uh, Angel by Aerosmith. Aerosmith has a whole bunch of ballads and love ballads, too. Careless Whisper by George Michaels. Now, Careless Whisper... I, even though it's classed as a love song, I would almost class it as a breakup song or wanting to get back with an ex because the whole song deals with like he did something bad and he'll never be able to dance again, right? So even though it's a great song and I, I definitely put a contender, it's just, I think it's, and I might do a list for best breakup song and this this would be one of the contenders. Another one would also be uh, on this list is Against All Odds by Phil Collins. Uh, again, it's a song about you know, getting a girl back. Take on me, which by Aha, which uh, is a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Faithfully by Journey, which I think is really uh, I mean, it's definitely up there. It, it, I, I feel it's like especially watching the music video. It's, it's just more of a feeling of like, you know, when when a couple's been married for a while and and you're still in love, right? It's that like I'm gonna still be with you even though I'm a rock star and I might get pussy on the road. So. Faithfully is that song. Always on my mind by Willie Nelson. Now the thing is, originally it was a song by Elvis, and it's been redone many times. It did come out, you know, Willie Nelson did redo it in the '80s, but because it's an all-time classic, I don't know if I would put it as as just an '80s uh, as an '80s beat. And then "In Your Eyes" by Peter Gabriel, "Love Song" by The Cure. Dude, The Cure were like the emos, bef- emos before the emos, but they had that good song. Uh, is this love by White Snake? You know, which is almost kind of like in the realm of like I want to know what love is, but Foreigner did it better. And then uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. I think they used to be Jefferson Starship. Uh, and then I'll Be There for You by Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi has a whole bunch of you know better roses, right, and all that stuff. 
The Power of Love, which you might know from the movie Back to the Future by you, Lewis, and the News. Eternal Flame by the Bangles. Crazy for You by Madonna. Keep on Loving You by Ario Speedwagon. The Way You Make Me Feel by Michael Jackson. The Power, for, the power of Love uh, by Jennifer Rush. Not to be confused by the one by you, Lewis. You might know this one. Uh, Celine Dion eventually did a cover of it. The Power of Love. Um, that was also considered. And then I'll Be Loving You Forever by New Kids on the Block. I was going to add this on the list because I think, like, if you were a kid in the 80s, this is the song you'd be listening to. You know, maybe you take your dad's or your mom's van out and go to the mall with your, you know, your, I don't know, not child, but your your teen girlfriend, you know, and you'd be listening to N NKOTB, you know, and then True by uh, Spandu Ballet. Uh, 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 this one might have like the, one of the best, like, it's a very good 80s vibe. And then Hungry Eyes by Eric Cart, Eric, uh, I almost said Cartman, but Eric Carmen. And this song was in the movie uh, Dirty Dancing, which was definitely big in 80s. So all these honorable mentions could have been on the list. I just felt that maybe other ones were either better versions of these songs. So that's why I added the top 10. But anyways, of all the options, when it comes to the 80s, of what song I think really represents the best 80s love song. So again, obviously critical acclaim, which I've gone through and all that stuff, is going to be a factor. I think also another factor is a true 80s sound. Something that like, because listen, there's songs that, you know, oh, I didn't know that came out in the 80s. I want a song that really was like, oh yeah, you know that was an 80s song, an 80s love ballad you know, really whatever. Right. And obviously the theme and then, you know, the encapsulating of what it feels like to be loved, to want love, to have love and all that shit. So with everything that's considered and everything I've said and done today. And I think if you went back into the 1980s and were to experience this song, I would, I would have to say the best love song of the eighties, the best song, best eighties love song. I'm going to have to go with a song from 1984. So just to narrow it down for you guys. I'm going to have to go with I Want to Know What Love Is by Four Foreigner. And I'll be honest, my top three were going to be that, Endless Love by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. And I think it was going to be Glory of Love. It was going to be those three. I thought that Glory of Love was a little bit on the on too much too uh, too much cheese. I I felt like uh it was more of a teen because obviously connected to 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 a uh, Karate Kid. And I thought Endless Love was was good. I just um and you know it did really well in 1981. But Foreigner, something about Foreigner. Listen, at the end of the day, that song also was number four seventy nine uh, of of the greatest songs of all time. Not just love. Like, listen, man, you can listen to the song anytime, right? So I, I really do believe that of a song that really encapsulates what an 80s vibe, what it was love to be in the 80s and all that stuff. And just a general love song and just a song in general. I got to go with Foreigner, you know? Uh, so, yeah, that that's pretty much uh, my, my pick for the best love song of the 80s. Uh, let me know. Let me know if I got it right. Let me know if you were, because here's the thing. I'm an 88 baby. I was alive during the 90s. So I don't really, I, I can't really speak 
for for being what it felt like to be in the 80s but from i am also an 80s fucking connoisseur i love stuff from the 80s the action movies the music the vibes the technology and all that stuff so i'm using that so if you can suggest a better a better song or if you can tell me uh you know why 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 you the song you like again i'm not saying favorite because see my, my favorite song was actually take my breath away but i'm just saying just just from a, a an overall commercial success and from a a vibe of the 80s I think that song was also in Miami Vice. I got to go with fucking Foreigner. So let me know. Drop into the DMs. Uh, thank you for checking out the pod. Don't forget uh, to like, comment, subscribe. And I'm always taking suggestions. I'm always trying to, you know, listen, I'll do, I'm doing all these pods right now. One day, you know, if, if I get enough, like, you know, requests of like, hey, you know what? You got that one wrong. This one's actually better. And if I see enough people giving me better suggestions, I'll read, I'll maybe do an updated list of this one day, you know, but yeah, man, chat with me and listen, if you're going to have a Valentine's day, I hope you have a, a good one. And, uh, from me to you, I love you. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's the podcast. Take care and, uh, kiss, kiss, hug, hug. <laughs>